What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi where we talk all things health related. We're going to get, we're going to talk about all sorts of health information as well as clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. So today we have Ann Moore, who's Hi. hello, who's a endurance coach. Like I always get messed up with like, what are people's titles? In today's world, titles matter a lot. So, right. you know, what, what title would you give yourself? We were just talking about all different kinds of coaches, nutrition, you know, it's, what's, what's your title? So ultimately, yes. I mean, I'm an endurance coach. Um, that is what I do now. I, sometimes I kind of laugh and call myself a freelance physiologist. Okay. Um, I had, I got my master's degree in um, physiology and biomedical sciences from MUSC. So when I first started out, I was teaching um, anatomy and physiology at Trident Tech. So I was a professor and I was personal training people. I could not picture you being a professor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny because I would walk in the classroom and everyone would be like, oh, you yeah. know, here's a student. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm the teacher. Sit down and we're getting to business, you know. So. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You are no BS. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Yes. So, and I loved doing that um, for a while. And then um, I was always... You know, I'm an athlete and we'll talk about that too, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. um, I started coaching people kind of on the side, uh, you know, for all endurance sports, running, triathlon, cycling. Um, I coached a, uh, <laughs> a cross-country skier, which is hilarious because yep. I'm here. Um, but, you know, I mean, ultimately endurance is endurance. And you, if you know musculature and what to do, it doesn't really matter right. what sport at all. The body over. systems respond the same. Right. Yeah. And um, so anyway, long story short, I mean, my coaching business just took off. And I've gotten to the point now where that's primarily all I do is, um, not, you know, most of my athletes are here in the Charleston area. But I do coach people all over, actually all over the world. I've had um, clients everywhere. So, um, define, so yeah. Define coaching, right? So like right. some people were like, oh, they, they, they may not even know. Like we know we're in right. the space, but somebody has like no idea. Like, are you like a football coach who's blowing the whistle? And you know what I mean? Right, right. So like no. break it down um, further than that. So someone approaches you and like, how does that process begin from start kind of to finish. Right. So, um, you know, with, uh, with most people, they come to me with, um, a specific goal in mind athletically. Uh, you know, they want to run their first 5k or they want to, uh, do a triathlon or whatever it may be. So, and some people just, I mean, some people just come to me and they say, I want to, feel better, be stronger. I mean, so not everyone that I work with is specifically an athlete per se. Um, and so we basically just develop this relationship over time where, I mean, I pretty much just tell them what to do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we work, we were, I work with everyone, you know, we stay in touch 
I don't necessarily see people every day or every week or very often. I mean, some actually, I have a couple of clients I've never even met in person. And that's after emails, uh, after phone email, calls? Email, yep, phone calls. All the above. Well, texting, come on, you know I don't talk on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Who does talk on but, the phone anymore? But um, I use a software program uh, called Training Peaks that we interact in. Um, you know, I look at sometimes people want me to look at their food logs, so they'll journal their food, um, you know, all, all sorts of things. So, um, you know, and, and we just develop this relationship over time. You know, it, it's funny because my group of athletes, was, we're really a family. And I know that. Sounds, I saw that last post. Yeah. It was so cool. I mean, it sounds really, Obviously, we know a few of them. It right? sounds super cheesy, yeah. but you know, everyone, you know, a lot of times people hire me for one goal in mind and we just, become attached to each other. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I think as you probably, you know, this too, just in health and wellness, you know, we think about physical health, but really mental health and well-being is really tied into it too. So when you have this position that I'm in, um, I get really attached to people's um, mental, what's going on in their life, you know, because as you know, um, your mind, your body kind of follows your mind. So if your mind's in a bad place, your body is going to be in a bad place. And you'll be able to, you'll notice that. Oh, 100%. Performance, be like, oh, how'd you do on your run? Be right. Like, I, you know, didn't do well and multiple times. You're like, all right, what's going on? For right? sure. Yeah. Right. You know, and I'll, sometimes I'll just go into training peaks and because, you know, people log what they've done and they write little notes or, you know, if I notice somebody just isn't writing notes and, you know, they used to be real communicative and they've kind of been falling off. So I'll just read You're basically off. like dating every single one of your clients, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> really oh, they didn't text me back today. It's totally what true. What do I do? I mean, it's totally true. My Are they friends, mad at me? Yes. Are they mad at themselves? You know, I, know. I just picture that. That's funny. I get the same way with my patients. Yeah. It's funny, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, did I do something right now? It's just, it's funny where your brain goes. You just get so, I mean, they, I, I don't want to say they're like my children because that is not at all it because th that sounds kind of condescending, but. But a we, family is a great 100% a family. Yeah, you know, my phone sense. starts going off, you know, people start texting me literally when I'm drinking my first cup of coffee and it goes until I go to bed at night. And I don't mind it because, you know, this is. I take this job very seriously. Um, I know that there are a lot of people out there that try to coach and they do it on as a side business. And that's mm -hmm. great. You know, I mean, they're helpful to people, but you know, for me, you know, these people are really trusting me mm -hmm. to get them somewhere. They're paying me to do this and I take it very seriously. So I respond to everything as quickly as I can. And um, yeah, so, you know, it's just kind of, one of those things that's just developed over time. And so my, my list of my clientele has just grown and grown and grown because no one ever, no one ever leaves. Right. So you're like lifetime values, not a business podcast. Kind it's probably of. insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's great though. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I love all my people. They all love each other. You know, we really have developed this whole, just, I, I keep using the word family, but you know, they all do races together, you know, they train together, they look out for each other. Um, you know, for instance, one of my athletes' husbands just had surgery and everyone has been bringing her meals all week. Like, you know, just little things like that, that yeah. has just, it just means so much to me that we've kind of, that I've built this yeah. there's, thing. There's two themes that have just been prevalent of all the podcasts and we're hitting on both of them. One was really prevalent in the previous one before this was that just like community driven 
fitness right. and health. Like right. you're developing a community. Like right. you're just a community of people, you know, that are a good fit for yep. you and your message. And those people hang around for a long time. Like yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then the other thing is just the, the mental aspect of fitness using almost physical, physical fitness, physical health as a entry point to actually working on the mental stuff. Right. You know, cause a lot of people don't want to talk about that stuff. No. They don't want to, they will bury that so far. Yes. Even I do. I'm sure to some degree you do. Right. Yeah. And we'll bury that stuff and yeah. it'll come out through the physical, no matter what, especially if you're tracking and measuring that, in my opinion. Right. It's a great way to, to start dealing with those issues. And, and then again, the other side of that is hopefully better health. Yeah. You know, and I'm actually, um, you know, as I mature in age, I actually have gotten a lot better about recognizing how much the mental part is there. And I'm very open about mental health and wellness, you know, I mean, therapy, all those sorts of things to me mm -hmm. are super important. Yep. I think when um, you start looking at some of these old, you know, these endurance athletes, everyone in a way is running from something, you yep. know, and just training over something and just feeling like more, 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 more. And, um, as you know, with every time I have some major injury and I have to step back from the physical part, mm -hmm. like I really recognize the mental part that I really need to become more in touch with. And I think the more hurt, I guess, <laughs> the better that I, I have a grasp at that. And so I think I really, I think I'm almost, and I know people that know who I am, but don't know me probably don't, wouldn't think this about me at all because I have some, I don't know. I give off this vibe that I'm just super tough and I don't, you know, yeah. Well, you are. But, yeah, tough. well yeah. but, um, you know, I'm very, I'm very, I really dig into people's emotions because I mean, you look at professional athletes that when they're going through, a hard time in their life. I mean, they perform horribly. I right. mean, you know, so it is a real thing that you really have to embrace. So, um, so yeah, like I think I've become way less intense, like in my own training as I've gotten, like, I'm like, okay, I really need to know why I'm doing this. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. when I was off the bike for so long, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about a little bit more. Um, I really had to say, how do I define myself when I'm not on my bike? Like, who am I as far as a human being? Right. Do, do, I know that sounds no, but it's like you know you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know, let it define you, right? Right. That you're more than just right badass biker. What you know what I mean? Right. Right. And I think that kind of goes just along the lines of just health and wellness in general. I mean, you know, I try to eat very well, but at the end of the day on the weekend, if like we're going to have a gathering, I'm not going to be that person's like, Oh, I can't do this. I'm not, I don't want that. And mm -hmm. well, I don't, I can't, I do not obsess about any of that stuff. I used to, mm -hmm. it's not healthy. I mean, that is the antithesis of healthy living is when you're so obsessive. Right. So I think, um, and I think there's a lot of people who think to be a better athlete, you have to be more, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obsessed or, you know, just all in. Just die hard, disciplined. Just can't, yeah, so disciplined to the point where you're actually, it's detrimental. 
That's an interesting concept that I've never thought about. So let's just take an athlete. They're training very, very hard. You know, they may have some other things going on in their life. So they can choose, which is easy, to train even harder. Right. But really, the return on investment on them training harder may not be that high or may actually be detrimental. because And so they have to step back and work on the mental side, which will create this huge return on investment. 100%. Right? And from a physiological standpoint, you know, when you start looking at cortisol levels and stress and just your body's reaction to stress, oh, in wow. all reality, your, your body does not know the difference between physical and mental stress. It's all the same. True. So you are completely overloading yourself when you've got both things going on. And I think that is you see it, you know, in performances, when performance decreases, people slow down or they just feel lousy. They think, oh, I'm not pushing myself hard enough. I need to go harder and harder. Right. When in reality, you got to back off. I mean, when I when I'm off, when I come back from injury, I mean, after I get kind of back to being fit, I'm stronger than ever. Like, I mean, that my last accident was on, I hate to say this the weird way, but it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Why don't you tell people about that? I'm sure they're wondering. Okay. Yeah. Cause we times. keep alluding to it. Yeah. Um, so essentially, and this is how I met Eve. Um, I was training for a cycling race called race across America. And it, um, is a, you just ride 24 hours a day. I was doing it with three other people and you, it's, approximately well it's 3000 something miles you leave in california and you ride all the way to maryland and you know i trained for this for 6 months and t- literally 2 weeks before the race i was in a cycling accident a really really horrible one um yep. where i basically somebody said the other day just broke my arm just like shattered it and and i mean ultimately that is the truth right at the joint i you know the the head of the humerus uh that fits into the shoulder joint just split into a bunch of pieces and um i was got a plate and 12 screws in there to hold me back together i mean it was emergency surgery i mean the surgeon told me that he thought that it was just not going to end well you know and you know, for me, I was kind of in denial about it. And I, I remember sitting there before surgery and I said, okay, well, you know, he's a trauma orthopedic surgeon. So I was like, all right, on a scale from one to 10, how bad is it? You know, totally thinking he was going to say like five. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's a nine. And I was <laughs> like, shit. I'm supposed to be back on the bike in two weeks. Like, yeah. I just don't know how, how's this going to happen? He right. was like, yeah, it isn't going to happen. Um, and so, you, uh, you know, the recovery from that was just, well, a mentally, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, not only was the physical pain, like the worst thing I've ever, and I've broken a lot of bones and I've done a lot of stupid stuff, but this was the worst thing ever. Um, but then of course, you know, the last six months of my life, I was like, well, I, that has all been a waste. Like, you know, I mean, the biggest thing I was ever going to do it's, it's a race that with all the logistics and everything, I mean, you just can't just be like, oh, well, I'll just do it next year. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where. You've got to plan for a long time. A long time. It's a lot of money. It was a lot of fundraising. It was a lot of this. It was a lot of that. And, um, you know, and I came to see you and I mean, I could, I couldn't even lift my arm. I mean, as you know, I yeah. was miserable and it was such 
a hard rehab. And it was a long process. 12 was, screws is a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. People's arm bone just isn't that big. Yeah. Right. Is- and, and then as soon as I, you know, as soon as I'm starting to feel better, they do that x-ray and they're like, Oh, now, now that you're starting to heal, the screws are coming through on the other side. So we need to take those out and put new ones in. So I'm like, great. Now I'm being cut open again. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, I worked really, really hard at it yep. and um, came back. And then last year I said I was, you know, I couldn't just go back and do that race again. And I didn't, but I did the smaller version of it, which is 930 miles. And it just goes from California to Colorado um, by myself. And I ended up winning it. You right. know, I mean, that's the, and you the, felt great. Like you felt said. fantastic. I mean, you were the, <laughs> you were one of the first, other than my coach, because yep. the rest of my loved ones were with me. Um, you were the first person that I had texted and I was like, I could have never done that without you. I mean, I was on a bike for 80 hours straight, like how I would have never been able to wrap my head around it. And my surgeon just still couldn't believe it. Like, (laughs) you know, I mean, he thought that he was going to be having to replace that entire shoulder by now. Yeah. Yeah. The risk of, of ADN, which essentially the the head dying. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. So we did um, everything we could to make sure that did not happen. And right. So far. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, would you say you're at a hundred percent? Well, I mean, am I ever going to be at a hundred percent? I don't feel like the other just side little that. things that still kind of are tweaky, but for the most part, I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, you completed I, that race. I can do pull-ups. I can do, you know, right. I mean, I can do most things that I mean, I really yeah. wanted to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, but, you know, through all of that, you know, there was a lot of soul searching on like, okay, do I, you know, cycling is so dangerous. This is like the fifth, I mean, this is the worst, but, you know, I could have died. I mean, that was very, it, it was a very serious, like the way I landed, if I'd landed any differently, mm-hmm. I could have been paralyzed, you know, and I, nope. So it was a lot of soul searching. What is it going to take for me to be like, okay, this is too dangerous. I don't want to do this anymore, but you know, at the end of the day, it's what I love to do. So I basically said, you know what, that wasn't it. Right. <laughs> so we just keep trying. Maybe one day I'll come across the thing that says, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. But right now I just can't imagine what that is, but I have much more of a balance. Like, you know, now if I just have that feeling that I just don't really want to ride that day, I just don't. Whereas You're a little less obsessive, you would say. One hundred percent. I mean, you know, five years ago I'd be like, Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do you know, and I'm just not like that anymore. What made that transition during that? I mean, I know the injury was part of that, but like, you know, and have you used some of those same techniques now for some of your clients? Yeah, too? I mean, you know? I, I do think that the injury is a lot of it, but I don't and I don't know if some of it is just I hate using the word age because that's maturity maybe, but I do think just for my clients, I think it has made me a better coach because I have, I'm so empathetic. I mean, there are so many things that people come across that I'm like, I get you. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. I've been there, you know, and you know, not trying to make it about turning around, making it about me, but being able to share my experiences and be like, look, you're going to get through this and it's going to make you better. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, physically better, mentally better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to realize that you really love this. I think sometimes people get so caught up in the end game that they don't enjoy 
Yeah, be in the present moment and enjoy the Right. I mean, every, you know, there's a pillow for that, right? You know, like, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, so I think that that's just being more present and remembering why you're doing this in the first place. So that's kind of where I've gotten to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously love that. I mean, there, there's kind of like moments where it's like a transition point and right. And being able to recognize and be empathetic in those moments yeah. and get people on the other side. I mean, it's what we, it's a big part of what we do as PTs. Yeah. But, yeah. Know, it's just such a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, with you, you probably see people all the time. I mean, kind of like when you saw me that you got this cloud over. Yeah. The, they're at the, lowest, we they're at the lowest point in their lives. And we don't you know? think we're ever going to get right. past it. You know? And I think that's the message is that you say to people, you are going to get past it. You, you know, you got to put in the work though. Right. Like right. it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, but if you're willing to put in the work, you're going to get past it and you're going to, draw from that experience in whatever way you're meant to draw from it. So yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. So we didn't even go into any real backstory, you know? So obviously you're went from teaching a trident, which still blows my mind <laughs> to now doing coaching yeah. full time. Yeah. Right. Like how did you even get into cycling or fitness or that stuff in the first place? So, um, I was a swimmer, you know, from the age of, birth literally my right because my mother had a severe phobia of the water like she will not even you know even if she was in a wading pool like that's as deep as she became a swimmer she wanted me to be able to swim like she wanted to literally kind of thing like if i if i fell in a pool she'd be like "Mm, do i go in and get her you know like that's how bad it was so i learned how to swim and they don't you know there are some people that still do this but you know the pediatrics they said for a while, though, you don't want to teach a baby how to swim. But I was swimming before I could walk. Like, you know, I was that kid that learned how to get thrown into a pool and flip over on their back and just kind of. Yeah. So obviously, so I became a competitive swimmer at like six and did that all through, um, well, all through college. And then um, took some time. And then I just kind of got into strength training um, a little bit. My, um, I some family, my uncle was a, one of the very, I mean, he wasn't one of the very first, he didn't invent it, but he had a one-on-one personal training studio back in the eighties when it was like, you had like that, you know, Nautilus, yeah. whatever you, that Arnold gold. Yeah. 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 Thing. So yeah. that the whole personal training, the one-on-one thing was really new. And so I thought that was super cool. And I kind of, started doing that. And then, you know, I ran a little bit and then, um, you know, I started after my kids, I was looking for something different to do. And I got into triathlon and liked it. I mean, I love it. And obviously a lot of my clients are triathletes. So I love the whole triathlon vibe, but over time I was like, you know, I really like this bike thing the most, you know, and it really, um, now I'm just like, how far can I go? You know, it's like, what I, about the bike? Do you like, I don't know. Just out of sheer curiosity. I'm just, like, I'd rather run. You know, we have I, mind know, biking, I don't know. My body hates running a little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's a pain that I can, you know, it's a pain that I like to tolerate, which is, you know, when somebody, and I don't know what it is about my brain, but like, let's say I was doing a running race and somebody comes up on me and they pass me. Like my mind will just be like, Oh wow, that's the fast person. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm just kind of like, whatever. But if I'm on a bike and somebody comes up on me, I'm like, Oh hell no. You right. know, like this, something just clicks. So I don't know if it's just this weird 
pain. Well, it's this weird pain thing. Plus, it's just fun. I mean, it's very childlike, you know, mountain biking, just sure, dirty, you're going really like, fast. Not, yeah, yeah, I mean, it just it's the wind. dangerous. I mean, I was always. I was always the daredevil child, yeah. uh, and you know, you were I mean, taker of the totally. Game. And you know, people would be like, "Oh, you could never do such and such." I'd be like, "Oh yeah, watch me." I mean, much to my detriment yeah. half the time. <laughs> but you know, I mean, if kid was like, "Oh, you, you'll never do that backflip off that high diving board," I may have never done a backflip in my life, and I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm gonna go, go do it right now," and then yeah. I land on my face. But you know, I mean, I just never have been one to not do something. So as I started riding my bike and I just realized over time, it's kind of weird that the longer I rode, the better I felt like I'm not a short distance racer at all. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if we do little short two, I call it short two, three, four hour races, like that's not my jam. But, um, once I start getting to six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, like I just feel amazing. Um, I did a 24 hour race last year and my, and you just did laps around the track. And my fastest lap was the very last lap at hour 2345. You just found your thing. You know yeah. I mean? it's, like, and, right. And I want everybody needs to do like find the one thing that you, right. and you can endure the most pain doing. And, right. And I think that's another thing with people who like are athletes or they think they want to get into, they run a 5k and then they're, then they just have this feeling like, okay, now I have to do a 10K. Now I have to do a half marathon. Now I have to do a marathon. And then they're like, I didn't like the marathon. Well, don't do the marathon. The marathon right. is not for you. Like, you know, I mean, you look at professional athletes, like, you know, track runners aren't out there running marathons. I mean, they're built to run very short distances, right? And so that's kind of how we all are. We've got, you know, just that metabolic genetic you know it's good for something whatever right maybe well, right so yeah. for some reason for me i mean the fur you know the, the longer i go the better i mean when i did that 930 mile race i mean literally the first 100 miles was the hardest like mm -hmm. after that like i'm like okay i can just keep going but the first 100 i'm like oh this is sucky <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> right. so i don't know wow it's just are like, you planning on doing that big race at some point or is that just um, you're not really you know no i well you never say never right, right? because <laughs> just you can't do that race yeah yeah just so um not the the next thing that i'm really into is um this self-supported stuff so this year i'm doing this 340 mile race in iowa where you don't know the route like until you get to the start line they give you the cue sheet and they say, here you go. We'll see you in 340 miles. And they don't wow. mark the roads and they don't. And so you're just on your own, like navigating, you know, um, I have a, like the front hub of my bicycle generates power as it spins. So it'll okay. keep my light lit, my phone charged and, and I'm just like GPS. Yeah. But you can't want. use GPS. Like okay. you, you can, you can just, you're just out there. So I think that's the next challenge for me is kind of, it's almost like a survival thing. Sure. And I, yeah, I'd be dropped in the woods and make your way yeah, home. Kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah that is it's what it basically is. Basically what it is. Yeah. So that's like my next challenge. Um, and we'll see if I like that. Great. I'll keep doing, there's lots of that now. Mm -hmm. That's a, like, that's a thing. Um, a very, it's a very small niche. Right. Like we're talking, you know, race starts of like 20 people, you right. know? Right. But there seems to be a niche almost for, Oh yeah. Like you can find the rugged maniacs. Or, and oh like, yeah. And you others. know, I mean, 
swim run events where the swimmer that where you're tethered to your partner and like you swim and then you run and you swim and you're always tied together. What? <laughs> I've mean, not heard of that. You, it's like let's think of the most screwed up stuff yeah. that we can. Oh, let's make that a race. That sounds great. Yeah. So, but it's fun. I mean, I think and I think there's a lot of people who come into sport at our age and by our age I mean as adults where we're looking for something new maybe we did sport in high school but we haven't really done anything and now mm-hmm. we're looking for something new triathlon and 5k's and those sorts of things kind of become that stepping stone like people are like okay that I've seen that before and that's what I want to do yeah. but then when they get into the world they're like oh wow there's like all this weird fun let's be kids again and just go run around the woods like yeah. you know I mean and I think that's it's a great way to stay young, just recognizing that we don't have to take ourselves so seriously all the time. Right. Just go out there and have fun. It seems to be, too, on a more serious note, that is – like, I completely agree with that. We don't we definitely don't have enough, enough fun. We yeah. definitely don't just play enough. That's a whole – that could be a whole podcast right. in, and of it, um, in and of itself. But the other thing is, like, having some sort of movement – practice and that could be cycling it could be swimming it could be running it could be weightlifting it can be so many different things at this point like it has to happen oh yeah like there's not any i mean that's why that you know there's no gym at every corner Mm -hmm. there's a coach everywhere Mm -hmm. you know um is because it's necessary like yeah it's if you're not doing it you know the likelihood that you're going to die early and have all these long-term chronic diseases is extremely high Mm -hmm. so Find something mm-hmm. <clears throat> and find something that you like and enjoy mm-hmm. and do it on a regular basis mm-hmm. yesterday. Right. I mean, I, you know, uh, the biggest thing I always think to myself is yes, I love to ride my bike and yes, I love to do all these things, but ultimately, I do not want to be a slave to my body. Like, I do not want to be trapped in this body that can't do things. I mean, even little things like, I'll see somebody at a, you know, at a stadium or something. And I'm like, I hope that at that age, I don't have to use the railing. Like Mm -hmm. I can just walk up the stairs. I know that's stupid, but it's (laughs) just being able to do, I mean, kind of like being a little kid and being like, I'm going to do that backflip. Don't ever tell me that I can't do something at whatever age. Like my body is going to do what I make it do. Yeah. So you have to stay on top of it. I mean, you have to. That's a legitimate fear at this point in the, the human race and like we are all going to live unless we get hit by a truck right gonna live to our 80s 90s possibly 100s mm-hmm. and we can keep you alive but mm-hmm. can we keep you strong and can right. we keep you mobile right no that's something that you have to do yourself 100 if you don't do it yeah you're gonna be trapped in your body you're gonna be yeah. in a nursing home like we honestly we sometimes we tell us some of our patients to understand to get them to understand why we push them and why we want them to have a physical practice and why like physical therapy is so necessary because you don't want to be trapped in a wheelchair at age 90. No. Like that would be miserable. Like, yeah. Oh. It's very difficult. Like there's certain circumstances and if you're in a wheelchair, you can have a great happy life, but if you can help it, right. I guarantee you they're going to want to be more mobile. Absolutely. They want to be able to move around in their physical world as right. much as possible. Right. So fight right. for that. Like, right. Yeah. Fight for it now. It's only going to get harder. Well, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's going back to this stupid arm injury. I mean, if, if I had, if you hadn't pushed me so hard and I hadn't worked so hard at it, I mean, I would be two years out and I'd still not be able to lift my arm over my head. I mean, that would get annoying. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just can't put things up in the cabinets. I mean, you remember those were things that I could not do. Right. And I mean, to just not have the mobility, I mean, 
And your body is an amazing structure that can do so much more than you even give yourself credit for. I mean, everybody can do so much more. And so to really, I mean, just to test the limits, what can I do? Like what, you know, just work at it. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. It's fun. It's, it's fun to be able to recognize that really, I mean, in some ways your the possibilities are endless on what you can do. Yeah. I mean, it's, for me, it's an important part of being, I think for anybody, for them being truly like happy and content and healthy is being able to physically move and do it on a consistent for sure basis. Yeah. Right. So I ask everybody this question, good segue to it. What is your definition of health or a healthy person? If you had to put, you know, a label on it, you love labels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess just <laughs> I need to make a poster, right? Yeah. Just be your best self. Yeah. But but you know, I mean Another ultimately, pillow. right? <laughs> I've got a bunch of cross stitching now. So <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I mean, you know, just really being able to recognize that I mean, we have one short life ultimately to live and as cliche as it sounds, I mean, you got to live every day to its fullest. And by that, I mean, that means feeling your best by doing your best, moving, you know, eating well, you know, being happy, being content. I mean, all of that to me, it's not, you know, oh, I can bench press. 200 pounds. I mean, yeah, to some people that is important, mm-hmm. but for everyone, it's a very fluid definition of health is just recognizing that you are a, an amazing human being and utilize that. I mean, don't waste it. I mean, a wasted life just, it makes me so sad to see that because no one, you know, I mean, no matter what your situation, making the most of it, and, and being your best self, it's not a stupid answer. No, it's yeah. a great answer. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. But you know, I mean, obviously the physical and the eating and all of that is of course, incredibly important. And, and people know that. I mean, but I think some people, you know, when you eat, when you have a horrible diet, I think you just lose sight of even what it means or how to feel well. Like they don't even know how bad they actually right. feel. Do you, oh yeah. You know, I mean, that's the, I mean, you got to think, you know, the average person is what you're describing. Right? right. The average person is not moving on a daily basis. Right. Is eating terribly. Right. There is no end in sight. Right. right? right. And in the, you know, I get on way too many soapboxes, but in the healthcare world or in the government, whatever, they're technically healthy. Right. Like, right. They're technically their blood panels are X and they've got medications to do right. that. And right. That's, again, the big focus on my podcast is like, is that really healthy? Like, right. I don't think so. Right. Nobody here has ever told me that that's what they think. Well, right. right. And then how do you get to that version of health? And it's through all the people that have the podcast. It's through what I'm trying to do with physical therapy. It's right. through what you're doing as coaching, which is now it's more than coaching. It's like, it's living them, which I love, like living every day cliche to the fullest potential. Right. And to do that, you have to be able to do that physically. Right. Really. Yeah. Like there's a mental compete, but it's really, it's pretty much physical. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And maximizing that every day is, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, there's, there's the version you can either choose to do it or not, but like having that 
potential. Yeah. Maximizing the potential is yeah. kind of like, and there's this whole world now where everyone's trying to figure that out and how to do that. Yeah. And I love the people that are doing it in a community based one-on-one grassroots kind of way, because it's kind of the anti thesis of yeah. what's happening in the healthcare world. Yeah. Like here's this grassroots healthcare movement. That's you're providing healthcare just as much as I am. Yeah. If not better than a lot of other versions, like, I get blasted for this stuff, but I truly believe it, that we're providing better healthcare in a lot of ways. We're not, in a way, we're even saving lives. Like, there's just so many, it's yeah. crazy to think about yeah. that. Like, man, think of the impact of somebody to have who's a coach of you, and they were taking this other version of their life where they would be not moving, not eating well, haven't, didn't find you. Like, there's that version of their life and ultimately here's, here's this one. Sure. Like, holy crap. Like right. that's impactful. That's what I love to talk about. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, people, you are your worst enemy and your, you know, and your worst critic. And so to have someone else like me or you mm-hmm. sit them down and say, it's time to stop beating yourself up and know that you are capable of doing whatever it is that you want to do. Right. It's that simple. That sentence right there, probably 90% of people don't believe. 100%. Just don't believe it. No. You literally can physically do whatever you want. Yeah. How many people, like, if you're listening to this, ask yourself that. Do you truly believe? Like, I don't believe that sometimes. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Most, like, a lot of times I do when I achieve something. It's yeah. like, you know, or, but, yeah, like, it's, yeah. you don't believe that. Not oh, even, yeah. like, you know, can I just run a 5K? Can I just sure. make it down the, up the stairs without breathing hard? Right. Right. And I, I mean, and you know, yeah, all of us, you, I, I mean, we, I mean, I doubt myself at times, right? but then I think, you know, I try to turn that around and just think, you know, why, why can't I do it? You know, who, who says I can't right. do it? Let's figure out a plan how to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> so I think that's, um, so yeah, I mean, that's exactly. And that's why I think there's a need for people like you, people like me to like give this other version of healthcare, whatever that means, or fitness care. Right. There's so many different versions you can right. call it. But like there's people that are seeking that out and it's just awesome that people are starting to focus on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? So if someone comes wants to get in touch with you first, first of all, mm-hmm. how would they ever get in touch with, with you? How would they find more more about you? So I have a website. Yep. And more endurance coaching. So that's a good place to, um, I also have a, and more endurance coaching Facebook page. Um, and if you go out to either one of them, you'll, you'll kind of start to see some of our community. I, I update like the website, especially, um, every week people have races and I talk about it and you know how everyone did show pictures and you can kind of get a sense of the community and there's more information about me and my personal history and all the services I offer. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the first place to look. Do you interview people like first or like, how does that even? Um, we usually, yes, usually people, well, I would say I get interviewed. Sure. I'm putting it in quotes, but yeah. Do we, are we a right fit for each other? Right. It's the same we call it. Right. I mean, yeah. Cause you know, we could talk, I mean, <laughs> we can talk and and we can both kind of get a vibe from each other. Like, okay, maybe I'm not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'd like to put it out there because if anybody's listening that has heard of me before, but doesn't know me. And I kind of told you this before we started the podcast, I have this, I'm not, it's not reputation. Cause once people know me, they know I'm not like this, but I think this persona, this aura, yeah. 
that I'm really hard and I'm like, you know, really tough. And and people will say, Oh no, she's, you know, she's not the right coach for me. She's too hard. Or she's like, I'm just starting out and I don't think she's, but you know, I'm so not like that. Um, now, you know, I do have a style, like I am going to be honest with you, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, for Which is in, what you need from a well, coach, right, by the way. You know, like, and for instance, like, you know, be uncomfortable, man. Well, like, it's, just, it's a certain degree of that. Yeah. Know? And, you know, and, and a lot of times it's little, you know, it's little things like somebody who, all right, I'll just throw this example out. Somebody um, messaged me that they wanted to um, run a hour, 45 minute um, half marathon. Okay. Which is, you know, running at a pretty good clip, you know, sure. mo- most people, I've never run in under. Right, so, right. So two <laughs> hours, usually yeah. people are like, okay, I just want to get under two hours yeah, or whatever. I've done that. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, okay. And we, and I kind of started asking her about her history and, you know, and her best time before was two hours and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's a 45 minute, you know? So when you think about it per mile, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's three minute mile faster, essentially. Got like, a lot of work when you it. put it out in that yeah. way, you know? And I was like, yeah, I was like, we will work on it. She was like, well, I registered for a race in um, three months. And I'm just like, mm, you know that? So I just said to her, I was like, maybe that's not the goal that we go for first. Like mm-hmm. maybe we just get to that two hour mark. That's yeah. still 30 minutes. That's an incredible PR. Well, she didn't like my answer. Like she just wanted somebody to say, yes, we can do it, you know? Right. And, and I was just trying to keep it realistic because I don't. I don't promise something to somebody. Yeah, that's not hers, you yeah. know, and so, so it's little things like that where I will, you know, be honest or, yeah. you know, but for the most part, I mean, I'm for everybody. I mean, I have, um, you know, over the years, I, I mean, I'll talk about this one person, um, reached out to me through a friend. She was 320 pounds when we first started working together. Whoa. Okay. And she did what? her first 5k and it took her an hour and a half. Okay. But she finished it. She finished it. There you go. And it was goal number one, five just to finish the bike. Yeah. And yeah. she, ne- I mean, just would not kind of going back to thinking, you know, she, she came from a family of poor health, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this was, and, um, I'll never be able to do this. My genetics, never, my blah, blah, blah. Yes. Like, never in yeah. a million years would she have ever thought that she could do it. So anyway, long story short, we had a, I just love her to death. And, um, you know, a year and a half later, she was running half marathons. I mean, she's down, you know, she lost 120 pounds, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and she just feels amazing. Like, you know, she just, and she had, you know, a young child that she's now breaking the cycle. Right. You know, he, how powerful is that? It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's so huge because, you know, so many people are like, Oh, it's my genetics. It's this, it's that. I mean, that's bullshit. A lot of times, right. It's you're in a cycle of 99.999% of the time. Bad behavior. So genetics you, plays a factor. Sure. Let's not go ahead and just write your caveat. Whatever. Right. But like you have the ability to change those things. Totally. At a yeah. cellular level. Yeah. It's just the, like it's no longer a question. Yeah. It's science. It's proven. It's yeah. not like, you know, my parents were overweight. I have to be overweight too. Right. Right. Sorry. Right. Not- yeah. And it's behavior, you know, it's familial behavior. You know, I mean. Even in my family, I mean, my family loved P 
people through food. Like, oh, I love you. Let me show you how much I love you by making big bowl pasta. Yes, or (laughs) this cake that I made for you every day. And, you know, and just stuff like that, you know? I mean, so that is, that's a real thing that, uh, you know, you just kind of have to, you just can't, you got to break that cycle. Yeah. So really anybody who's just looking for any kind of fitness goal, in the endurance world, yeah. right? Would, right. So, that, good, so I went off on a tangent. You did. Yeah. So but that's a good, that, yeah. that would be a good fit for yeah. you, right? Really fit. anything, you know, I, uh, my love is to make, to, to help people recognize their potential Yeah. in whatever it is. Right. Health related. Yeah. yeah. It took us 43 minutes. <laughs> but I mean, it just, it takes that long still to explain those. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's deeper than that. It takes more nurturing than that. If you're really starting to deal with some serious stuff and being honest with people, like it just takes time to get to that other side. Right. Cause you know, when, when you hear the word coaching, it's like, I have a coach. You're thinking, okay, this is an elite athlete that's trying that to is do not it. true anymore. Not at all. I mean, uh, it just, if you were to put a, make a pie chart of my athletes, I mean, the elite pie slice yeah. is, I mean, it's just as, it's the same size as all the rest of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, God, wouldn't there just be an awesome if there was a day where people had some sort of metabolic disease or high blood pressure or whatever, and that we could recommend that they go see a coach like from that mm-hmm. channel, from there to there. Yeah. It's still my dream. You know, it's like, okay, you know, here's here's some medicines to help manage it for right, now, but right. go see and more coaching right. and go invest in your health and go do it. Right. You know, that's the biggest thing. And I've been thinking about this all week is getting people to invest money into their health and fitness right because really hard well no and and that the crazy part about it is in the long run copays and insurance investing in your health is so much cheaper than investing in your you know illness like you know when you have to when you start thinking about all how much money it costs to be sick but that's long term. People don't think about the long no, term. No, they don't. You know, it's like I want to feel better now. I want that. I want that one forty-five half marathon. Right. Yesterday. Right. You know, right. I'm not willing to work. You know, for a year and a half. Right. To lose two hundred pounds. Right. It's still a minority of the people. But again, that's why I love. If you have multiple people at a grassroots level, all creating communities, like man. Yeah. You know, it's pretty similar to what CrossFit did. Love it or hate it. But like, yeah. That's what they did. No, I agree. Little mini communities everywhere. Of people just investing in their health yeah good and bad for you know what i mean yeah they're getting people to think about it and talk about it yeah and live it and really i mean you know a lot i mean if you just went into any crossfit or sat down with any of my clients everybody has a story mm-hmm. like they got here through some the, the pathway that they took nine times out of 10 is extremely interesting. Like, yeah. you know, how did you get here? And and anybody can learn from that because everyone, you know, like we said, you, you being your own enemy, I mean, you just have convinced yourself for whatever reason that your circumstance is different and you can never get yeah. to this. Other but you're thing. not physically capable of right. completing this goal. Right. I've never been an athlete or I've never, yeah. you know, this, that, or the other. It's, it's bogus. Yeah. Just help people achieve their goals. That's, yeah. It's, really that simple yeah you have a fitness health goal that's what we do there's only a name for that that wasn't coach or physical therapist right we got to figure out our own name for those types of people right goal achiever right i just don't want to feel like shit yeah yeah i mean yeah (laughs) if it was yeah yeah you know people thought that way that's yeah you need the athletes to think that way oh yeah you know you can look really fit and 
run really fast, but you can feel like crap. Oh, you know, it's the other side of self yes. going, right? Yes. The obsessives. Yes. You know, yes. Yeah. We won't go down that. We don't have time. It's a whole other <laughs> hour podcast. All right. You ready for some spitfires? Oh, sure. Yes. What are you best at? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. You got to say it. Riding a bike. I mean, okay. I mean, well. Brutal honesty. I can think of a lot of things that you're good at. You got to, you, I just love these introspective questions that are just annoying. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm very, I don't like to talk about myself. I know. I know that sounds I ask weird. this everybody. You're not, you know, you you're know, not special. Don't worry. I mean, you're special. <laughs> I am not special. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I'm a, I'm in a, I'm a. What was the question? What, what do I like best at? What am I best at? What are you best at? Achieving my goals. How about that? Is that a good one? Yeah. Yeah. Finding great. something that you want to do and you're just and doing it. And doing it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Okay. Okay. What do you suck at? Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, these aren't very rapid fire, are no, they? No, they're not. <laughs> they're actually very, yeah, thoughtful. I, I and... think, um. What do you uh, struggle uh, with the most? You know I, what I mean? I'm, like, I'm. I mean, it, this very much contradicts what I just said, but I'm a, I am my, I'm a very harsh critic of myself. Like I, I can be very hard on myself yeah. through myself personally or feeling like I've let people down. But even though I don't think I am doing, do you know what it drives? I mean, yeah. part of what drives me. Yeah. Right. Of like, I don't want to disappoint anybody yeah. else yeah. or myself to yeah. be honest. And like every day. That's kind of what helps me just keep achieving the next goal. Yeah, I think that's how I am too. You know? Yeah, so that's the why, and then that's the result. Now yeah. it's like life's a bunch of dichotomies. I yeah, I read a whole book about how like everything. I mean, man, cliches all over the place. Uh, Everything's yin and yang. Yeah, you know, and like yep. when you find that balance, that's when you get yeah, perfect. You know, yeah, feeling good, you get to feel good about yourself. Okay, what's the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? You pick one thing, you know, that like, I'm just starting out, like, I haven't done anything, I haven't even thought about health and fitness, like, what um, should I just pick up and do? I mean, just start moving. I mean, just start moving. I mean, to go back to, you know, my the woman that I worked with on weight loss, I mean, literally, when she first started walking on the treadmill, she was struggling at a 2.0. I mean, that is literally yeah. just moving. Yeah. So just start there. Pick a goal, yep, and go for it. Yep, a movement goal. A movement goal. All right, I got some fun ones. Okay. Okay. What is your walkout song? Oh, you're starting your three thousand mile race or whatever, <laughs> right? A twenty four hour race. Okay. And you know you want to start off strong. This is the song that comes out as you. Right out. So as Mama said, "Knock you out." Oh, that's <laughs> and that's so cliche. No, it's not cliche. <laughs> it's not even like cliche is like thunderstruck and ACDC. You're talking about yeah. Mama said, "Knock." Yeah, if you're a boxer. I yeah, guess that would be don't cool. call it a comeback, right? That's that's you're me. an LL fan. That's awesome. <laughs> I bet some people don't even know old cliche. That's okay. Because we're old. All right. Uh, what's your favorite cartoon? Uh, my favorite cartoon. I know, weird question, but it's my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite question because I love cartoons. Um, I mean, I love. You know what I loved? I used to love the Laugh Olympics. Do you remember that? That Hanna Barbera 
you know? No. Oh, come on. The well, Life Olympics. How wow. old? You're younger than me, I think. Yeah, so. not much. And no. it was like, it was a cartoon like in the 60s. My grandfather loved Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah, I mean, I remember so, those cartoons. So yeah, you had to look up Laugh Olympics. Like it God. was, the, there were the good guys and the bad guys and they competed against each other in all these events. And, okay. Oh, yeah, you gotta look it up. Me and Liam and Holland are gonna watch that tonight Yes, on yes, YouTube. yes, yes. The Laugh Olympics, got it. So if you weren't a coach, fitness professional, I like to call it, what would you be? You know, if this path was no longer available to you, what's your plan B? <laughs> like, I burnt my bridge, so, I don't have a plan B. So actually, no, my plan B is to um, start a, a farm with, um, you know, do uh, all kinds of animal rescue and just kind of live off the land. Like really, I know that doesn't look like me at all. Like some, but sure. I really want to just take a step back and, you know, learn how to knit sweaters from my alpacas. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's a weird thing that I have to, like I literally want to be able to be dropped in the wilderness and yeah. be able to survive. Yeah. And yeah. just be able to like, yeah, just take it, just get rid of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have so much stuff. Okay. What was the last TV show you watched? Uh, last night I watched the, I started watching that, the Clinton affair, that A&E documentary on the whole Clinton. Oh, really? You're a documentary person. I love a documentary. I will watch a documentary about stuff that I didn't even know I cared about. Oh, Oh, and I love 60 Minutes. I'm so old. Like 60 Minutes is like my favorite. Oh, it's my favorite. You know, I grew up when I was in eighth grade, like we took this class this is still not rapid fire at all, is it? Am I talking too much? No, you're good. So, yeah, we have eight minutes left, okay. so you're good. So I took this class called um, Government and World Affairs, and we had to watch the news every night, and we were quizzed on it on Friday, where we and we had to watch Nova, which was on um, PBS, okay, like right, because yeah. we only had four channels back then. Right. So I just in eighth grade, I got in the habit of watching the news and watching science channels, and I've just never. Like I've never stopped. I'd love, I mean, I don't watch all that cable news crap, but I will watch a documentary and I will, you know, I just love, I'm really a nerd. What's your favorite documentary? If you pick one for people to see, I've wanted to do documentaries. I just, um, I have an idea geez. for my own documentary. We'll talk about that another day. I mean, I do watch a lot of, um, God, and see, you're putting me on the spot and my brain is just not, is not working. <laughs> um, you know, I watched, I mean, I watch anything that, you know, I watched that um, documentary on um, JFK that that was not too long ago. Oh, the one on Vietnam that. Um, so it's really PBS. anything. I mean, seriously. You just consume them. Literally, yeah. if I look at something, I'm like, oh, this is a documentary about some animal that I didn't even know. I bet you're existed. awesome at trivia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I know like trivia night? Oh, man. Shit. Like, I do. I do. I'm totally I'm... taking you to trivia night. <laughs> my wife loves trivia. All right. So um, the last book you read? Ooh, see, I don't really read because okay, I, so my documentary. But no, but here's what I do do when I do my ultra long rides when I'm out like in the woods or something, and I'm not worried about cars. I listen to audiobooks because I am a nerd. Yeah, um, that counts. And, so reading a yeah, book is so, audio. Yeah, so I love Stephen King. So I listen to all, th- and his books are so long. So like it takes me weeks to get right. through one. So right now I'm listening. Mean, I like old Stephen King too. So right now I'm listening to The Talisman. Um, but right before that, I listened to the one, um, the most recent book, and I've already, The Outsiders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Outsiders. Stephen King fan. 
Awesome. So just to remind everybody, how can they find you? I know you have an amazing Instagram handle too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, what is it? Beers, bikes, uh, beers, bikes, and I love beer. Yeah. We didn't talk about beer. You didn't ask me what my favorite drink was. <laughs> beer. I need to add that to my Spitfire apparently next time. Yes. Um, but yeah, so in my um, Facebook page and my website are and more endurance coaching. Endurance coaching. And that's the website too. Mm-hmm. And more endurance mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, cool. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Healthy Charleston podcast. Don't forget, your body is resilient, strong, and adaptable. If you enjoyed this episode, I know I did. We'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please share this information with your friends, your family, anybody you think you could use it. Because believe it or not, you can change their lives. Thanks so much. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.